each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It is Perry Kinder, the host of the Life and Laughter podcast. And it looks like you have stumbled onto another solo episode. So that's that's kind of on you. But now you can't leave because you're here. And what I want to talk to you about, I think, is pretty common with most people. And we all fall into it at one time or another. A couple of weeks ago, I found myself having, it wasn't really a bad day. It was more of a reflective sort of day. I found myself not really engaging with what I love to do very much. It's like, eh, it was kind of a meh, a meh sort of attitude toward the things that I love, like writing and yoga and podcasting and all the things. And I really found myself doubting myself. Like, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. My inner voice was talking, talking me out of any common sense. You know, it was saying, maybe you're on the wrong path. Maybe this really isn't what you're supposed to do. Maybe this is the wrong way. Maybe you've been following the wrong directions. Maybe your intuition is off. You know, all the things that that stupid little inner voice says to you when you're already beginning to doubt yourself. It just kind of doubles down and says, yeah, you're right. And then maybe you should have done this and maybe you should have done that. And your inner voice is really, it's really a pain. And I really felt before my inner voice had started talking Earlier in the summer, in the spring, I felt I had this really big momentum going, that I was really moving toward my dreams. I was really moving towards something big. I felt something big was just just on the horizon. Something big was coming, but it hadn't shown up. I'd kind of given it a timeline. And when it didn't show up on my timeline, I thought, screw it. This isn't the right thing for me. I've got to move on to something else. I thought I better get a second opinion because... I can't always trust my inner voice. I can't always trust myself when I'm in those kind of meh moods. So when Tom got home from work, he's such a supportive husband. He's such a sweetheart. I sat him down and said, I know I'm usually really optimistic about everything I have going on, everything we have going on. We have a great life and all of that is true. But I think I'm going to quit everything because I just feel really stuck. I, I couldn't look him in the eye. I was just so embarrassed that I just had failed at everything. I didn't want to see his his sadness or his, I don't know, his shame for me, his pity. I didn't want to see any of that. And I told him, here's the plan. I'm going to quit recording podcasts. I'm going to quit writing my life and laughter column. I'm going to quit, maybe quit doing yoga workshops, doing all the those kinds of things. Basically, I'm just going to stop doing all the things I love. And maybe, here's an idea, maybe I'll take up accounting. And he finally said something. He said, but, you know, you hate numbers. Well, I've never really given them a chance, I said. I've really not really delved into why I hate numbers and don't use numbers on a daily basis. Maybe it's just a block that I have to work through, and I'm really destined to be like this super CPA or super bookkeeper. And I'm just not, I'm not exploring that option, that, that side of me. And I finally looked up at him and saw his expression. And it was such a look of, um, fear. 
he was staring at me like I had sprouted antenna from my forehead. And he looks at me and he says, are, are you high? I said, no, I'm completely sober. I'm, this is, this is from the heart, my heart. This is from the depths of me. He's like, you are not thinking clearly. He says, if you quit all of those things, I think I have a hunch you're really going to regret all of that. He said, you have thousands of listens on your podcast. You have people who reach out to you all the time saying that your column or an article or a podcast or a yoga class that you taught really touched them. Either made them feel connected or made them feel loved. He said, you just won a best of state award for your humor column. You just, you just did that. You just won a, a, another award for your humor column in June. He said, these are things that happened within the past couple months. Why would you stop doing what you love? He said to me, if you were a life coach to yourself, would you tell yourself to stop doing the things you love? Now, now life coaches hate to be life coached. So I just ignored that question. So I went, instead of getting my husband's advice, because I thought maybe he was too close to the situation, physically and emotionally, I went to see my favorite witch, Acadia Darkwood. She works over at Crohn's Hollow in Murray, and I had her on this podcast episode 32. It was awesome talking about witchcraft and tarot and spirituality. She's fantastic. I thought she will be able to give me some answers. So I went to see Acadia and she was reading my cards. And as she was turning the cards over, she started laughing. And usually when a witch laughs at you, you kind of take offense to that. But she said, you are really blocking yourself here. And I was looking at the cards and I was reading them myself and almost, almost all the cards were in a reverse position. That means they were upside down. And that's like the, the main sign that there's something that's not happening in the right order of things. Things are blocked. She said, you're really blocking yourself. And she said, what you're doing is you're focusing so hard on what hasn't shown up, what isn't working, what you haven't accomplished that you can't see past that. And you're so focused on blocking out what's coming that you can't let it in. So you can't just set a date and say, okay, this is when I want everything to show up. It doesn't happen that way. And even if you're not a witch, you should know that, which I do. After my visit with Acadia, I found wisdom in a book I happened to pick up and a conversation I happened to have and it all reminded me that I needed to have some fun with what I'm doing. And most importantly, I needed to celebrate my wins. And a few days later, my daughter's boyfriend, he'd taken an award that I'd won and he'd framed it and he brought it back to me and he showed it to me. And it, and it was just such a, a signal to me to remember that this journey is, is always moving, always evolving, always changing to take the time to remember the things you've accomplished. And so I took that framed award and I hung it up in my living room. And it took me a while to do that because I'd, I'd avoided displaying it because I thought people who came to my house would think I was full of myself, you know, very arrogant, very bragging. But of course I'm full of myself. Who else could I be full of? I'm full of my passion, I'm full of my purpose, I'm full of love, I'm full of light, I'm full of joy, I'm full of self-love, I'm full of myself. So yeah, 
I am full of myself, so there's that. So here's some wisdom to learn how to deal with the times when you feel stuck because things aren't moving fast enough or far enough or, or in the right direction, whatever you think that is happening. Take the time to celebrate your wins. It reminds me of a book that I loved when I was a kid. It was called Fortunately Unfortunately by Remy Charlip. He did the writing and the illustrating. And it's just a kid's book. And it's fortunately, I was invited to a surprise party. Unfortunately, the party was in Florida and I was in New York. Fortunately, a friend loaned him an airplane. Unfortunately, the motor exploded. Fortunately, there was a parachute in the airplane. Unfortunately, there was a hole in the parachute. Fortunately, there was a haystack. Unfortunately, there was a pitchfork in the haystack. Fortunately, he missed the pitchfork. Unfortunately, he missed the haystack. Fortunately, he landed in water. Unfortunately, there were sharks in the water. Fortunately, he could swim and he made it to land. Unfortunately, there were tigers on the land. And just a side note, I'm not sure where this kid is flying between Florida and New York, where there's sharks and haystacks and tigers. Just a side note. Fortunately, he could run. Unfortunately, he ran into a cave. Fortunately, he could dig. Unfortunately, he dug himself into a fancy ballroom. Fortunately, it was a surprise party. Fortunately, it was a party he was meant to go to. Fortunately, it was his birthday party. So everything turned out in the end. But when we go through those that list, we all, all often take all the unfortunately's and we get stuck there. You know, unfortunately, there was a hole in the parachute and I'm just going to stay there and be miserable. There was a there was a tiger and there were sharks and the motor exploded and I ran into a cave. And we forget all the in-between parts where things went well. Sometimes we think if we focus on the things that go well, things will start going badly. But it's usually the other way around. Usually when you start focusing on the things that go well, that are going well, things continue to go well and they even get better. It's easy to spiral up and it's easy to spiral down. You get to choose your spiral. Sometimes we, our, our, our day might look like, um, fortunately, I woke up on time. Unfortunately, I stayed in bed and doom scrolled through social media for 30 minutes. Fortunately, I went for a walk. Unfortunately, I forgot to wear a jacket. Fortunately, I got to dance in the rain. Unfortunately, the neighbor kids laughed at me. Fortunately, I don't care about the neighbor kids. And we could go through our, our entire day doing unfortunately, unfortunately game because we we really tend to focus on the negative. So focusing on the fortunately's help bring things a little bit back into more perspective. So there are, I've got five tips for you here to help, help you remember how to celebrate your wins. And the first one is to find a way to reward yourself. It can be anything. If you met a deadline, I think that calls for a new pair of shoes or a new notebook or some time to yourself or a bubble bath or a nap or a margarita, whatever your reward is, find a way to celebrate your wins, even if they're small, especially when they're small, because it's the small wins that build up to those big wins. Second, you're going to focus on what's going right. 
And usually more things are going right than are going wrong. But again, it's where our attention is focused. It's where our thoughts are going. If your thoughts are down the spiral, that's where your focus is going to be. So focus on the things that are going right. Here's one that I need for myself. Don't create unrealistic expectations or deadlines. Don't give yourself a time frame that says, okay, if this doesn't happen by the time I turn 40, it was never meant to be, and I'm just going to quit and go live in a cave somewhere, which I'm totally down with the living in the cave part. But unless that's one of your goals, don't make it a, a punishment for yourself. Be really kind and compassionate as you move through this journey. Create very realistic expectations, which comes down to the next tip, which is break down your goal into smaller goals. We all have these huge, well, most of us have these huge overriding goals that that one target, if we could just get there, we could die happy. But there are lots of little steps along the journey to get to that big goal. So maybe taking that big goal and breaking it down into 20 smaller goals and breaking those 20 smaller goals into 20 smaller goals. You know, getting out of bed and doing an hour of writing. Maybe it's exercising every day. Maybe it's thinking about exercising every day. Maybe it's eating one less candy bar a day. All of these things are just small little goals that take us to the next level. And track your progress. Look back on what you've accomplished. You know, when I, when I sat down with myself after I talked to Tom and after I talked to Acadia, I sat down with myself and thought, you know, what have you accomplished over the last, let's say, you know, 10 years? First, I, I got a book of my columns published. That was an accomplishment for me. I've continued to write my life and laughter column every month. I'm doing a lot more writing about local events, which I really, really enjoy. I love local news. I think it's valuable to the community. I get to do that. I get paid to do that. I teach yoga and I'm continually learning as I teach yoga. I'm always taking classes and reading books and delving into philosophy and finding new things to learn and to connect to. And it's made me a better teacher. I look at this podcast. You know, a year and a half ago, it wasn't even a thing. And now it's a thing. But I want it to be bigger. Of course I want it to be bigger. Do I want to have $1,000 sponsors? Of course I want $1,000 sponsors. And if you happen to be one, please give me a call. Let's talk. But in the meantime, I've had people, I've had thousands of listens on this podcast, which I, I never really thought would happen. So you have to sit down and really break down the things you've accomplished. Look at the small things, the connections that you've made, the people that you've touched, the way that your life has made this world a better place, because it absolutely has. Even when you don't believe so, even when you think you've messed it up, even when you think you're heading in the wrong direction, Find that person who can say to you, what you're doing is valuable to this world. Just your presence, just your smile, just your talents add so much here. Don't throw that away. 
because you think it's not happening in the right way or fast enough. This journey doesn't end. And I believe even at death, this journey doesn't end. We're going to continue to learn and grow. And if we put timelines on those things, we're going to be stuck here for a really, really long time. So find a way to reward yourself. Focus on what's going right. Don't create unrealistic expectations or deadlines. Break down larger goals and track your progress by looking back at what you've accomplished. And you might find you've done a lot more than you remember. Because fortunately, we've all done very good things. Thank you so much for listening today. You guys all just make my day absolutely make me make me smile. So thank you for your support and thank you for listening. Thank you to my monthly supporters. Thank you for those who are thinking about becoming monthly supporters. Please act on that thought and become a monthly supporter today and help keep this podcast going. Have a beautiful day and love your life. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon. Bye.